from Wish TV and the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is the News 8 Daily 8 Podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8 update. Hi, this is Kylie Conway, and this is your News 8 Daily 8 for Friday, March 25th. Expect a dry start to the day, but showers will redevelop by the afternoon hours. Shower coverage looks to be scattered by late afternoon and the evening hours. Highs will be in the 40s to low 50s today. For your Saturday, highs in the 30s with the chance for a few snow flurries. And through the work of IT Mate, we have new details about evidence police might have in the Delphi double murder. It's a story we broke yesterday on wishtv.com. The details come from a police interview with Kagan Klein. He's the man now in jail accused of creating a fake social media account to obtain sexual pictures and videos of underage girls. IT Mate's Demi Johnson has been following the story since day one. The transcript is 194 pages long. It was given to us by the founders of the Murder Sheet podcast, who have been following the case and obtained the court documents. A source with Indiana State Police has confirmed to me the interview transcript is authentic. In it, Kagan Klein talks about his conversations with Libby German through the Anthony Schatz account. And for the first time, we see words from state police about whether they believe Klein was involved in Abby and Libby's murders. This transcript goes word by word through the interview with Kagan Klein, a state police investigator and a sheriff's deputy. It was in August 2020, as police were arresting Klein on more than 30 child porn related charges connected to the Anthony Schatz social media account. IT Mate first reported in December of last year that Klein was connected to the account. Police are focusing on a fake social media account. And News 8 has learned that same account is tied to a child porn case here in Indiana. And that investigators in the Delphi murders were aware of it in the days immediately after the deaths of Libby German and Abby Williams. During the interview, Klein admits using the account to get sexual photos and videos of underage girls. He also admits having contact with Libby German. You admitted that you talked to her, the investigator says, for a few hours at a sleepover, and then you blocked her because she was annoying. You remember that. Klein responds, saying, you're right, yeah. But investigators believe that's not all. When Klein denied exchanging photos and messages with German, a state police detective says, I'm telling you, it's fact, you did, okay? Because the Anthony Schatz persona that the fake account you admitted to making communicated with Liberty German on Snapchat and Instagram and that it was not just for a couple of hours. They also tell Klein another witness was messaging with Anthony Schatz, who says Schatz admitted he was supposed to meet Libby, but she didn't show up. The interview also gives the first public indication that two people may have been using the Anthony Schatz account. As detectives detail February 13th, 2017, the day Abby and Libby went missing, investigators tell Klein, 8 o'clock in the morning at your house where you and your dad lived, two separate devices, see the numbers here, how they're the same, log in, log out, one device, log in, log out, all within minutes of each other to the same Anthony Schatz Snapchat account. The detective also tells Klein, regardless of what you say, there are two different authors of those messages. They're not both you. They're both your devices, but the phrasing is different. It changes. It's not the same person. So we know we have multiple logins with Snapchat. We have two different people using Kick Messenger 
talking to people from your residence. Klein denied knowing who else might have accessed the account. During the interview, Klein twice references a polygraph test he was given in the Delphi murder investigation, and both times indicates police told him he failed the test. And just before the interview ends, the detective reminds Klein that when he was asked if he knows who killed Libby and Abby, you said no both times in your polygraph. And guess what? That was deception. Several times throughout the interview, Klein denies killing Abby and Libby. We want to be clear, Klein has not been charged in their murders. In fact, no one has been arrested in the case. It's also important to note that neither investigators nor Klein were under oath during this interview, and law enforcement is allowed to exaggerate facts and evidence during questioning. Klein is due back in court on April 14th. He faces 30 charges, including child porn and child solicitation. Demi Johnson, Wish TV, wishtv.com, and follow us on Facebook. As far as the timeline of events, timeline surrounding the murders of Abby Williams and Libby German, the two were dropped off at the Monon High Bridge on February 13th, 2017. Police found their bodies the next day. Police released a sketch of a suspect on the 15th, followed by a short video clip captured on Libby's phone, uh, released a week later. Police served a search warrant at a home of Kagan Klein and his father shortly after. A second sketch was released in April of 2019, with police saying new information led to the updated sketch. In August of 2020, prosecutors charged Klein with child porn. He has not been named, again, a suspect in the murders of Abby and Libby. And we had breaking news this morning. Ukrainian leaders now say some 300 people died in last week's bombing in Mariupol. It's the first time the country has given a death toll. Ukraine says 1,300 people were using the theater as a shelter and that it was marked as such with the word meaning children in large letters on the ground. Russia claimed it was a military target. The U.S. is now part of a task force to reduce Europe's dependence on Russian oil and gas. President Joe Biden announced the joint task force with the European Commission in Brussels, Belgium, this morning. We brought that statement live on Wish TV this morning. If you're watching Daybreak, you you saw it airing. The task force will try to find alternative natural gas supplies now and reduce overall demand. The U.S. and other nations will also increase liquefied natural gas, LNG, as it was referred to, the exports of it to Europe by 15 billion cubic meters this year. Biden says this is all part of an even larger years-long initiative to reduce greenhouse gas emissions that he says can worsen global warming. We're going to have to make sure that families in Europe can get through this winter and the next while we're building an infrastructure for a diversified, resilient, and clean energy future. Biden is now preparing to visit Poland today. The White House says he'll highlight the refugee crisis there and will be briefed on the humanitarian response to the war. Amy Kiley reports. My mother was... Uh, my mother was still alive when, while she was on fire. Refugees like this 15-year-old are the focus as President Joe Biden continues his overseas trip today. The White House says he'll meet with the European Commission president in Brussels to show support for U.S. allies. We've built that same unity with our European, the European Union and with the leading democracies of the G7. Then it's on to Poland and a city near the Ukrainian border. He'll talk with that country's president about the humanitarian crisis Russia's war in Ukraine is causing. In my flat, it was from five to seven degrees. Water was the main question, actually. We melted snow. There was a direct hit. The United Nations says some two million Ukrainians have fled to Poland. 
Biden says the U.S. will take in 100,000 refugees. The United States is prepared to commit more than $1 billion in humanitarian assistance to help get relief to millions of Ukrainians affected by the war in Ukraine. The president will also visit U.S. troops stationed in Poland today. But Biden's trip to Europe isn't just about aiding refugees and standing with allies. It's our hometown. We, fight. we never go to the need. The trip is also about helping Ukrainians defend themselves. Ukrainians can win this, but they can't win it just with what we've provided so far. We have to do more. I'm Amy Kiley reporting. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hospitals in Indiana are reporting their lowest admissions levels in nearly two years. The latest state health department says there are 354 people in the hospital with the virus, one-tenth of what they were during the spike in January. The state is still averaging 10 deaths a day, down from 70 per day in January. Indiana's population growth is slowing down. The U.S. Census Bureau released new numbers yesterday. Data shows Indiana is home to just more than 6.8 million people. That's a 0.3% increase from the previous year's numbers. And according to the Indiana Business Research Center, that is the smallest annual increase since 2015. 58 of the state's 92 counties saw gains. The most people moved to Boone, Hamilton, and Hendricks counties. The U.S. Census Bureau also reports half of the states in the country saw more deaths than births last year. That is three times more than any other year in the last decade. Researchers say that this is mostly in part due to the pandemic. Now, Indiana was one of the 25 states that did have births outweigh deaths. The Bureau reports the northeast region of the country saw the most widespread decrease in population. The Senate is on track to confirm to Kanji Brown Jackson as the first black woman on the Supreme Court. But Democrats may not be able to get significant bipartisan support. Senators wrapped her confirmation hearings yesterday after more than 30 hours. Republican leader Mitch McConnell said soon after that that he will vote against Jackson's confirmation. McConnell criticized Jackson for refusing to take a position on the size of the court. He also criticized her record when it comes to sentencing of criminal defendants. Democrats can confirm Jackson on their own as long as all 50 senators vote to confirm her and that Vice President Kamala Harris casts a tie-breaking vote in Jackson's favor. The vote is set for April 4th. Boone County leaders are sharing new but limited information about a possible major development in Thorntown. Local leaders and developers have not announced anything about the project, but speculation is swirling. Several people contacted IT Made about it. People packed Western Boone Junior Senior High School to hear what, if anything, leaders know. 
The number one issue was simply what's coming to Boone County. Many neighbors in the area told News 8 that they're not worried about people coming in, but more of the possibility of huge tech. Boone County commissioners held the town hall meeting last night to give the community a voice in what's going on. So the commissioners say that they were approached by the state of Indiana for a possible new development along I-65. At this time, there has been no land purchased and there's not an exact location of where the new development will go. The president of the Boone County Commissioner tells us that they don't even know 100% who the person or company is that wants to purchase the area for development. But what we know and what we've had commitments from the state is that it is not going to be an airport. It's not going to be a drone facility, as some of the rumors were out. Uh, it is not going to be a penitentiary. Uh, the, the idea is to create a higher-end development uh, under the, the uh, information that they gave us. He says nothing is set in stone just yet, and it's very early in the talks of the development. Wolf tells our IT mate that they've only had one meeting with the state, and that was last week. The commissioners are hoping to gather more information soon, and they also say if you live in Boone County, they want you to speak up and let them know your thoughts on this mystery development. State police are paying up to find more troopers. The department is offering a $5,000 sign-on bonus for new recruits. you got to act soon. If you don't have experience, you need to sign up by Sunday to enroll in the training academy. If you do have experience, the deadline is April 17th. We asked a state trooper what they're looking for. We are looking for, uh, for people who, um, who care, people who are professional, people of integrity, people who want to step out and into their communities. I'm... Also hiring, the Department of Natural Resources is looking for conservation officers and the Mary County Sheriff's Office needs jail deputies. Law enforcement agencies across the country have reported steep drops in recruit numbers. IU Health is days away from breaking ground on its new downtown hospital. The health system filed final design plans for the 16th Street location yesterday. The plan includes an expansive outpatient center, more than 650 private patient rooms, a rooftop terrace and two helipads and walkways and tunnels linking the hospital to the rest of the campus. The Indianapolis Metropolitan Development Commission will review the plans, then excavation for the foundation could begin as soon as next week. Indiana's text and 911 program is getting a major upgrade. The service is adding automatic translation of 108 different languages. Starting today, the system will automatically detect the language you use and translate between you and the operator. The state 911 board says developers have worked to minimize mistranslations. The Bottle Works district is ready to expand. Construction on Phase 2 is set to start this summer. The developer says that the expansion will cover two acres of land from Mass Ave to 9th Street. Uh, crews will build two new office buildings, more retail space, and a parking garage. The district hopes construction will be complete by 2024. The Pacers travel to Memphis. Uh, head coach Rick Carlisle, Carlisle is away from the team for personal reasons, which put assistant coach Lloyd Pierce out front. Desmond Bain, pride of Richmond, Indiana, dominated for the Grizzlies and even set a record. He's the first player in the league history to get at least 30 points, five rebounds, five assists, and five three-pointers in less than 25 minutes. The Pacers lose 133-103. to Today, the Purdue basketball team is in Philadelphia ahead of their Sweet 16 matchup with 15th-seeded St. Peter's. Sports director Anthony Calhoun is on the road with the Boilers as they get ready to take on the Peacocks. We want you first. Anytime you see any openings, you're turning it just to get it wrong. Matt Painter has his Boilermakers back in the Sweet 16 for the fourth time in five years. Hey! 
Purdue hits the court on Friday night, a whopping 12-point favorites against the Cinderella of the NCAA tournament, the Peacocks of St. Peter's, a team that has already knocked off the number two seed, Kentucky, on its path to Philadelphia. We can beat anybody in the country, and if we turn the ball over, I think we can get beat by a lot of people. I think we've, we've shown both of those areas, and their ability to turn people over is really good. So we got to be able to handle their pressure. I'm just impressed with St. Peter's. I'm impressed with how hard they play them, how, how competitive they are. They have a lot of confidence um, in themselves. Um, and, you know, it, there's, it's every team, you know, you play in the tournament, you respect. Um, and, you know, just going into the game, you know, we just got to be locked in and ready. Uh, and I, I believe we are. The Boilers will attack the Peacocks with their size advantage, led by seven foot four Zach Eady. The big fella has caused havoc for teams this March, and he could be a nightmare in the Sweet 16, standing nearly a foot taller than the Peacocks' tallest key player. It's kind of been the, um, the thing for the last two teams. They haven't really had the size to match up, so just kind of dominating the offensive class, um, getting my shots off, drawing a lot of fouls, but that's what I have to do to guard me. Um, I keep playing like I have the last two games. Hopefully it works. And we're kind of in a similar situation where guy where people look, you know, look at the matchup and like, oh, Purdue's supposed to win. But um, in reality, man, you can be beat on any given night. So um, it's all about respecting them. Um, you know, also having fun and uh, just taking care of the basketball. And you can bet that Travion Williams and the Purdue Boilermakers are very much aware that no number 15 seed has ever made it to the Elite Eight. And I'm sure Purdue hopes to keep it that way. As for the Boilermakers, a win on Friday here in Philadelphia, and they're in the Elite Eight for the second time in three years. Of course, we got all the madness surrounding Purdue right here on Wish TV. Anthony Calhoun, Wish TV, wishtv.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook. Have a great weekend, everybody. This has been your News 8 Daily for Wish TV. I'm Kylie Conway, online at wishtv.com, and follow us on Facebook when you search Wish TV. This is the News 8 Daily 8 podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8 update on demand. For even more, on demand and on the go, connect with Wish TV on Facebook at wishtv.com and on the free Wish TV mobile app. Thank you for listening, and be sure to like, subscribe, and follow this podcast for updates every weekday morning on the All Indiana Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcast.